good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Hello, everyone around the world and anyone listening who is interested. My name is Carlos Reyes. I am a community health worker in lead poison prevention. And as we got to know each other in the first episode, this podcast is really about sharing information and really getting as much information out to landlords as well as tenants um, in regards to lead poison prevention. And so on October 24th through the 30th, Um, It is Lead Poison Prevention Week, and so it's a pleasure to create content um, for for people, not only in Massachusetts area, but anyone who is listening who is intrigued or interested or who is affected by lead poison prevention. On this particular episode, we are going to discuss uh, de-leading finances and and, and how people, you know, what resources are available out there, um, especially to people particularly in Massachusetts where we are recording from and where we are based out of. Um, So the goal is once again, to share information and just create a conversation around lead poison prevention, which is still a relevant topic in 2021 going into 2022 and forward. So with that said, um, I have two incredible co-hosts here with me, Miss um, Kimberly and Mr. Nigel, and I will let them introduce themselves. Nigel, take it away. Uh, good morning, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for making this space here. really appreciate every opportunity I get to, to share information about the work that I do um, and, and some of the priorities that the city of Springfield has related to, to lead poisoning prevention. Uh, so Nigel Reeves is my name. Uh, I am a senior project manager, uh, project director uh, for the Office of Housing with the City of Springfield. Um, and just for even clarity, that's uh, that's that's basically City Hall because uh, we, we do get some level of confusion with uh, the Springfield Housing Authority sometimes. So this is City Hall. This is your city government here speaking. And, um, and we are, are really invested in trying to make sure that kids don't get sick by lead paint in their houses. Um, and we got money to share to help make that uh, make that much less of a, a frequent occurrence. So, um, that's, so that's awesome. the biggest part of my role here, and, and I'm happy to share more information as much as I can. And you guys can't see, but he has a really cool green polo on, and I'm actually a little bit jealous about it. All right, and then we also <laughs> very comfortable, very, very, comfortable. <laughs> very fashion forward this morning, young man. <laughs> I also want to introduce our colleague Kimberly. Kimberly, I don't know how to pronounce your last name, and I don't want to ruin it. Could you say it? So my last name is pronounced Ma and A. So literally, how it looks like gotcha. Ma and A. Um, so my name is Kimberly. I am the project coordinator at the Public Health Institute. I'm still relatively new in my position, but I'm learning a little bit more and more about lead prevention, lead poisoning, um, the Springfield Healthy uh, Healthy Homes Project, which I will be providing education, promotion, and outreach for. Um, and I'm just really interested in what everyone has to say. Thank you so much. And I just want to say that, you know, uh, thank you so much for your time. I think this is a great way to start a Monday morning uh, in, in my eyes. And, and I'm sure that everyone in Western Massachusetts <laughs> and in Massachusetts in general listening, hopefully, um, will find this information very useful and, and also will share the information because sharing is caring in my world, right? And knowledge is power. So um, with that said, I want to talk about uh, 
de-letting and just what resources are out there. And I guess, I guess, uh, Nigel, maybe I can pose this first question to you and, and ask you, why is the city so concerned uh, around lead poisoning? Well, it's a it's a sneaky kind of a problem, right? It's a it's a it's a sneaky problem that can have major ramifications uh, for for public health. Um, so one, the biggest issue with with lead poisoning is is as it relates to young people, um, if they're ingesting or any in, in any way taking lead into their bodies, um, the, the the lead is a metal, um, and it, you know, when it gets into your body, it starts to affect the way your bones grow. It starts to affect the way your brain grows. Um, and if this is happening with young children, you know, we know that um, those those early years are are the most important to to really defining how a person is going to grow into their into their adulthood and into their lives. So, if you've got this foreign substance that's occupying space in a young person's body it's really going to affect the way they grow mm. um, and so that is going to affect their academic performance it's going to affect their um their physical abilities um and you know we've seen evidence of of those types of problems here in springfield uh some years ago it was at a pretty high level and we were able to identify that together with some of our public health partners and um and decided that we wanted to apply for some funding um, the federal government recognizes that this is an issue um, where even even at a time, even at a time when uh, some federal programs were being cut and maybe some more, some some conservative uh, fiscal policies were taking place where were taking hold, um, lead paint prevention remained a priority for our federal government. So they made funds available to cities and states to apply for and, um, and and try to try to see what you can do on a local level to, to try to prevent this lead poisoning issue from really becoming a, a big thing. So Springfield applied. Um, we actually had some funding for lead paint lead paint abatement many years ago. Um, that funding ran out for whatever reason. Prior to my tenure, we had not reapplied or we did not get that uh, funding renewed for whatever reason. Um, and then it was renewed as a part of a larger grant for Healthy Homes when I was first hired in this role. And then subsequently another grant, a secondary grant primarily for uh, lead paint abatement. So it, it becomes a, a major part of our, our housing rehab program um, mm. funding that we have available out of our office. And right. uh, you know, we're trying to push to get as many homes abated for lead as we can to, to try to you know, to try, to try to eliminate this as a, as a problem amongst our community. Perfect. Thank you so much for answering that. I have another question for you. Um, what resources does the city of Springfield have for families with young children? So, I mean, primarily we have money. We have money <laughs> available. Okay. Um, so in order to, and so when I, I say primarily, the, the other resources we have available are our partnerships with organizations like yours, right? So Square One um, makes you available to families that have had lead poisoning issues in their home. Right. Um, and so you work directly with those families and those children to try to get them on the right path to, you know, just just do whatever, whatever you can to, to lessen the effects of, of that problem. 
problem once it's merged. Um, right? We we have partners that are helping with research. Um, Bay State Hospital obviously is working on the the medical aspect of, of these poison cases. Right. Um, and uh, and so what the city provides is a, a support network for for some of that work to happen. But primarily, we have money for homeowners to get their homes fixed to get the to borrow a phrase and we'll come back to this phrase later on uh, but to borrow a phrase to get the lead out um to to make those homes less safe for uh for young people to just kind of be around you know you got babies i have a four-year-old and a one-year-old stuff, right sure um, yeah and anybody anybody uh, my kids are special to me but they're not special in this sense kids like to put stuff in their mouths they like to pick up stuff off the floor and put it in their mouths um and, and my kids are not special in that book. Uh, and so I, I've seen that happen uh, around my place. And if it's happening in a home where we know that there are lead hazards present, those kids can get sick and it would be really terrible if that happened. So, yeah. uh, so the city has funding. The city has grant funding available for, um, for homeowners who live in their house, a single family home where the homeowner lives in the house that homeowner can get a grant and, and I, I, spe- I specify a grant uh, some of the other funding we have available comes in the form of a loan uh, or mortgage a lien is put in your home and, you know there's a couple of uh, a couple more uh, steps to the process um, but if you're a homeowner living in your home and you have a single family house you get a grant makes it very simple free money uh, free money comes your way uh, the city also helps to find a contractor to take care of this work because what it amounts to is a home rehab uh, but it's so uh, specified and so regulated um, and and so particular as to where the lead paint is, mm. what kind of a hazard it is, um, and and how you take care of it. Um, it's, a, it's a highly regulated uh, uh, type of work. So the contractors who do this work have to have special credentials. They have to be uh, licensed lead paint abatement contractors. Um, and so... Uh, so in any ways, to, to find these types of contractors, to identify who's licensed and insured, uh, make sure that they can take on a job such as the one that might be necessary at somebody's home, the city helps out with that process. It's, it's hard to get a contractor sometimes. Somebody you trust, somebody you can do a good job. Uh, so the city helps. Yeah. Uh, and then, like I mentioned, if you're not a, if you're not in a, a single uh, family home, if, you, if you're not the homeowner who lives there, uh, if you're in just another type of building, if you're a renter, um, and you think that there are dangers around lead paint in your house, there are still funds available. It just becomes, you know, you got a couple more steps to the process, but uh, but those funds are available in the form of a mortgage. Uh, we, you know, we put a lien on the home just to be sure that that, you know, because it be, then becomes an investment property. And if it's an investment for that homeowner, then they have a financial stake in it. You know, they can make money off of it at some point. And so the city says, well, we want to be you know, we want to have a, have a figure in there too, but it's still free money from the standpoint that the loan is a zero interest loan. There are no payments due along the way, and after three years, that loan is free. Um, and so you don't ever have to pay anything back uh, if you live in the house. If you're truly an investment owner, if you actually don't live in the house at all, if it's it's a if it's a fully a rented property if it's you know two units three units or whatever um it may be but the owner of the home lives elsewhere right then there would be a little bit that would be owed back still zero interest still no payments 
uh, throughout the life of the of the loan, um, or the loan term is, is three years, where it's uh, where you have to have income qualified families living there. Um, if you ever sold a home as an investment owner, if you are a landlord, if you ever sold a home, you would have to pay back twenty five percent. Twenty five percent of the loan cost of the cost of the work that was done. Um, Got it. And you know that's still a pretty good deal. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I see projects that are sixty thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, it could be, be hard to come up with you know fifteen or twenty thousand dollars out of pocket. Right. You had to pay for it. You had to pay for a portion. So, yeah. so anyway, funds available, and we're and we're trying to uh, get as many people knowledgeable about that availability as possible. Uh, thank you so much for answering that. So, so it's twenty five percent of of the work that was done, of the cost of the work that was done, if they if they sell it. Awesome. And and so, oh, go ahead. My apologies. Oh, and I was just saying that's the only case in which um, funds would be exchanged. Okay. Um, is, a, is an investment owner who lives elsewhere. So with all that information, with all that said, um, how does one sign up? How does one, uh, you know, reach out for these resources? Where can they find it? What do they do? Um, come on down. know the price is right. Uh, That's exactly what so went in my head when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, and, 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 and the price would be right, right? I think the price would be right. So when I say come on down, we're located right downtown city, uh, in the middle of the city, uh, Springfield. Yeah. We're actually not in City Hall. I may have said we're in City Hall. We are we are City Hall, like, quote, unquote, but our building is an annex building, so we're sort of across the street from City Hall. Gotcha. You know, there's, there's a lot of us, so we needed extra space. <laughs> um, so we're in, an, we're in the annex building on um, on uh, East Columbus Avenue, 1600 East Columbus Avenue. Feel free to come on down to our office. Um, that gives you the chance to have a conversation with one of our staff members, right. even myself, my um, my intake coordinator, uh, Maricelli Vega, um, our our rehab supervisor, deputy directors, project abuses. Um, one of us have a conversation with you about all the steps that are part of the process. We can talk in person. Um, COVID restrictions have lifted at this point so that our offices are open and um and we can have a, a little conversation about how it might go at your home because every house is different what i've learned in my in my work every job every project every house every family is different um and so you know a conversation is always warranted to, to find out what's our starting point um although i should say the starting point almost always is a lead inspection um, absolutely expect the home to find out where is the lead is there lead? Where is it, and how bad is it? Um, and so, uh, and so that's often the, the first step, and then you know steps vary from there. Uh, so we have a conversation about it. If you can't make it down to the office, obviously call uh, 413 uh, uh, 787-6500, uh, 413-787-6500, uh, and we can just, we can talk over the phone. You know, we can, we're certainly capable of, of exchanging most documents not all but most documents by email um and so uh so you can do that you can certainly find uh information on the website at uh springfieldcityhall.com you can go to the housing tab housing and, and community development tab or search for housing search for lead abatement uh and search and you'll get the, the options related to our program right up top perfect Perfect. And and just one quick question that I just wanted to um, end this with um, is, you know, given the pandemic and given COVID and everything, how much of uh, an influx, I guess I would, would be the word, 
or how much of an increase in, in, in um, people applying for this lately have you seen and, and what have you, just the need for it right now? Well, it goes up, to, up, up and down, you know, as far as our application intake, it's hard to pinpoint um, uh, how how many or how often applications yeah. will come in and kind of the frequency of that. We certainly do some uh, uh, advertising pushes at different times, trying sure. to uh, get the word out. Uh, we've gotten some news attention. We've gotten some uh, some some media attention. You know where we've been featured on News Twenty Two. We've had a uh, article on on Mass Live. Um, the the reminder also has uh, published some information about the fact that these funds are available. So when those articles, when those news clips come out. Um, we get a we get a little bit of an influx of, of applications. We had a piece on Telemundo uh, that hit a couple hey, weeks ago. We got Telemundo. some calls after that. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, and so, uh, so we had a uh, we had a uh, we get an influx of, of applications after that happened. So I, I saw you raise your hand off Telemundo. We we do uh, want to uh, kind of focus on uh, communities of color when this comes up because you know we find that you know so many of our our, our poison cases are. You know, children of color. So yes, we do. We had yes, we do. To make an effort to reach out to Spanish language media, and so we were fortunate enough to get that hit, and um, they did a great job with what they produced and put online. Um, and so, uh, so you know, uh, point being, you know, we we get these, uh, we get applications in, you know, kind of with a with a little bit of a it flux at different times. Um, the the I have one more thing to share, but I don't. <laughs> well, if you choose to, you're more than welcome to. I noticed Kim raised her hand and wanted to uh, uh, ask away. Um, Kim, go for it. Actually, Carlos, I was kind of clapping. I was trying to. Oh, unlock. my apologies. <laughs> I, I misunderstood the icon, <laughs> the emoji. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Everything was smart. <laughs> Uh, Telemundo um, advertising oh. <laughs> influx. Um, I'm hoping that because of the mailings they went out, I'm hoping we get an influx of new people. Yeah. No? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Hopefully, yes. And 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 you know, also just word of mouth as well too. You know, I, I know um, Nigel and I earlier this year. We Nigel and I earlier this year we presented in a virtual town hall. Um, and we were, and, and as well as other colleagues and what have you. So that was pretty cool. We had about, oh, I think 40 people on there or what have you. Um, and it's still, I'm sure, available to watch online. And just getting the information out there is really, really important. Um, even for people who say, well, I'm renting, you know, um, uh, why, why would I, you know, I'm not the homeowner. Why would I know? Well, I always say, well, one day, A, you should know your rights because there's tenant rights and there's so much information for tenants, right? It's not just for landlords or property owners, but also maybe one day you might want to purchase a home. Maybe you might want to um, rent out a home and, and you never know if you come across this. Also, uh, another point that you mentioned and um, is just the, the racial inequity in all of it as well too. And, and seeing, you know, different communities kind of struggle more with this particular topic and, and what have you, which that's a whole nother episode in itself. Um, which I'm sure we'll cross that path uh, at some point. Um, before we end this particular episode, um, does anyone have any parting words of wisdom or anything that they wanted to add um, to share with the public? Well, I, I think it's, it's critical 
omit the notion that this is a low-income program. This is a program for our low-income families in Springfield. The, the residents in the homes for uh, for those those uh, call them the house the households uh, that would apply, they would need to be low-income households. Um, and we do ask for some proof of income uh, related to a uh, related to uh, your bank statements, your taxes, and, and um, your income from either work or benefits. Otherwise. Um, and so that's that's critical for me to mention. I could not, you know, end the session without saying that. Um, and the other thing that that allows for eligibility, because our focus is so much on uh, lead paint poisoning with children, um, we make these funds available for families and households with children under the age of six years old. Um, there is the possibility that you know grown adults can be poisoned with lead paint yeah. in one way or another. Yeah. Particularly if they're in an environment where there's lead dust in the air. Um, that can be problematic for adults too, uh, but this program is specifically designed for uh, for families with children under the age of six. Uh, if you've got a child over the age of six and you have a lead poisoning issue, or you would just like to try to make your your home lead safe uh, for your own reasoning, um, there are funds available for that through a different program, through actually a different agency. Okay. Uh, Wave finders. Wayfinders is a nonprofit here in Springfield that does has have funds. It actually is a callback. Um, earlier, I said we wanted to get the lead out of the house. Um, Wayfinders program for lead abatement is called Get the Lead Out. That's the name of the program that they've right. got there, and they've got funding uh, without the some of the restrictions that we have. It's still a low income program, but maybe with a, a slightly higher ceiling um, on that. And then also, you're not required to have a child under the age of six. Um, at their at their homes, Wayfinders also has the capability of helping families outside of the city of Springfield. My my work and my money is focused particularly on the city of Springfield. Uh, but Wayfinders can support you if you are outside of the city. Um, and I believe the state of Massachusetts may have some other funds as well uh, for for uh, surrounding communities. Uh, so those are important things not to think about. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Good night. Also wanted to add that if people have any more questions or they want to look more into the Springfield uh, Healthy Homes web, just the whole collaborative, they could go to our website, Springfield Healthy Homes. Yes. Um, and to make sure to check that out. Um, so much information to be shared. So much info, yeah. Absolutely. And if anyone listening has any questions from the community health uh, worker standpoint, um, you can certainly reach out to me at K Reyes, R E Y E S, at start at square one.org. I'd be more than happy to, uh, you know, reach out and answer any in any which way, shape, or fashion. Um, I want to uh, first of all, I want to say thank you to my two uh, colleagues, co hosts, um, and for sharing uh, your information and also uh, taking the time out of your schedule to do this. We do hope that this reaches everyone in not only Western Massachusetts, but also Massachusetts in general. And again, knowledge is power. So if you're living in Texas, listening to this, first of all, thank you. And we hope that you have learned something. With that said, we want to end this and just wish everyone well. And just please remember that there are resources out there that poison is still a relevant topic today. And also don't forget that uh, Lead Poison Prevention Week is October 24th through October 30th. So look out for more information on social media and thank you so much for your time. Have a good day, everyone.